All right. Are we getting on? He will. He will. You will be loved. He will. Was Sandy good dear? Yeah, young Blair was Sandy good dear. <laughs> I know. I bet you. I tell you. I bet you woke up in the morning, big old sack of coal, you dirty slut, huh? <laughs> Knowing you. But you woke up there, put your foot in what you thought was your bloody stocking, turned out it was a sack of bloody coal. I bet that you have a big black foot. I'd say no on you, huh? You dirty slut. The year you had, oh my God. <laughs> I'm just saying that to anyone, let alone, let alone the young fella. Look, I'll be honest, I don't, really, I don't really know what day it is. I don't know what, why, you know, on a way. I don't know what's going on. Uh, all I know is that I am ham. I am ham. They say you are what you eat. Well, guess what? I'm ham. I am a bit of ham. Because I've been eating nothing but ham. This is crazy, man. Listen, between me and you, a fucking shocking amount of ham. If in bacon form I was to eat that amount of ham, you'd probably call the police. Or you'd probably be like, are you doing a YouTube channel? No, no, no. I'm just, this is about ham that I want to eat right now. Ham! Mom! Mom! Imagine you were screaming for your mom while turning into a pig. Mom! Imagine that happened to you. Look, hopefully it doesn't. But listen, uh, it's Tuesday, which means bloody podcast you. Here me are. Here I am rolling my eyes at my dream job. Again, as I said, I'm living in a, pa- a Haribo tit of a palace is my life. Um, so um, I have a dream job, but um, I do like to take a break from it every so often. I even have a hilarious joke today while I was out having a walk. So that's just the sort of stuff, you know. It was about me. Something to do with me be some something to do with me looking a bit like a paedophile or something like that. But it's a really funny joke. And I was laughing to myself there. And that's the sort of thing you need. You need a bit of downtime. So you can come up with absolute fucking zingers like I did about me. Hello, do you want to look a bit like a paedophile? Something like that. But I'll I'll, I'll word it better. Um so that'll be coming to the the pony show probably. <laughs> that'll be in pony upcoming uh, live show. Um but anyway, listen, so what I am on holidays. Um, and I'm recharging, and I'm coming up with amazing zingers. So what Jordan has very kindly done, a good pal, Jordan Daniel, friend of the pod, um, you know, I'd say fellow associate producer at this stage. I haven't given him a title. Uh, he, he's not even listened to this, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, he has edited together a best of episode. I didn't do a best of 2020. I didn't do a best of 2021. So consider this, and there's also going to be another one on the Patreon, the two best ofs for the two years. And then as years go by, I will do a recap and I will hopefully have people contribute. This was mostly for people on the Patreon and a few people on um, Instagram stories um, sent me in their favorite moments. And this is them. And I tell you, check in the old show notes. There is some zingas in here. Whatever, I shouldn't have done that. I regret doing that. I regret doing that immediately. But look, um, I hope you're well. And um, I will see you for, uh, can I tell you this as well? It's a little recap here, right? I know, I can tell you this. Well, I'll allude to something I'm going to be talking about next week. I'm going to be doing a couple of um, film reviews uh, upcoming. And uh, I tell you, I'm done with movie reviewers. These movie reviewers. I'm done with these movie reviewers, right? Three flicks that I've watched have been the exact opposite of what the reviewers have been telling me, right? Spider-Man, No Way Home, right? Look, you love to see a Marvel it's very watchable. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I disliked it. I found it dumb. I found it very dumb. And I found it nostalgic to stuff that I never was nostalgic about. But I tell you, music is a is a is a, a mistress, is a siren that it makes you believe emotions that you're not actually believing. So I didn't like it. That's critically uh, lauded, right? 
Matrix uh, Resurrections, I loved it, right? Critically panned. I was a huge fan of it. I loved it. I loved how meta it was. I'll be doing a little uh, duo movie review of those two. And then Don't Look Up, which I was really excited about coming out. Star-studded cast. Adam McKay. He can do no wrong. Getting critically panned. I thought it was fucking brilliant, right? It's not the most most intelligent thing. Yeah, it's a bit on the nose. But hey, guess what? I got a big fucking nose. Smack it away with a stick. Like a a Pavlov. uh, Whoever you are, Pavlov. (laughs) <laughs> whatever it is do you know what I mean so I loved it I'm done with the critics you don't speak about me every single flick that you see on Rotten Tomatoes right now you have the, the critic score and the audience score and it couldn't be more flipped right I don't think the critics know what what, what, what movies are anymore ah, I'm speaking fairly broadly now but anyway I'm just I'm done with critics I'm going to start watching I'm going to watch The Circle or whatever it is with Tom Hanks critically panned Netflix flick I'll check it out why not? Anyway, listen, I've been rambling on for long enough. I hope you enjoyed this best of episode. And uh, there'll be another one coming on the Patreon on Friday. And then next week, I'll be giving you my rankings of my favourite things of 2021. Movies, games, uh, TV shows, etc. Coming up on the pod uh, next Tuesday. But for now, enjoy this. It's really fun. It's a pretty fucking good podcast. This is the best of. All the best. Bye-bye. I'm not talking about Richard Hammond. I'm just saying I pulled a whitey, right? So... Yeah, I've explained what that is. It's just, look. Look, you tried the spliff, man. Wasn't your day. <laughs> it wasn't your day. You know what I mean? <laughs> you tried it. Dude, you tried smoking today. It wasn't your day. It's cool. You know what I mean? Come back next week, man. <laughs> we'll try it. You know what I mean? Um, so the worst white I had, I think I even mentioned the day because I've talked about a lot of the time that I watched the Bonobo documentary and there was a, an Irish narrator and he was like, Bonobos love sex. <laughs> and I was like, we couldn't believe we were hearing. So he's an Irish guy. It was like, is someone saying that in the room? You know? Because there was a couple of South, South County down, Dublin boys in the room. Um, but anyway, we got super high watching this Bonobo documentary about sex. And it got to a point then when I, you know, was was smoking, but I, I, it had now reached the point where I wasn't laughing at the monkeys anymore. And that was a very dangerous place to be. That was a very, that's when you're like, okay, you're on the, cusp of this you know what I mean <laughs> you're on the cusp of this um <laughs> you could be like you're not here do you know what I mean you're technically not here but you're still you're present you're like Matthew McConaughey floating in the bookshelves in Interstellar like you're out in space you can only communicate with like <laughs> with blinks and kind of like pushing books out of shelves right and um the lads were like can well do you want to roll a spliff and I and I never rolled I never rolled anything before let alone in the state where I didn't know if I had hands. So I took the the skins, as you call them, here on earth. <laughs> Take me to your dealer, man. <laughs> I had all those posters. Um, it's mad just having something up on the wall being like, ma'am, see that? I'm not smoking yet because I'm an uh, eight-year-old boy. Someday I'd like to have a spliff. Just letting you know. Look at that wall. <laughs> oh, he's liking Bob Marley. What age is he? Nine. Okay. You know. <laughs> One love, ma'am. Jesus Christ. Chill out. <laughs> anyway, don't shoot the sheriff, love. You know what I mean? Whatever. I failed the junior. Don't shoot the fucking sheriff. To kill the deputy. Principal. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're having fun, Tony. I'm glad you're having fun. Um, <laughs> no, there was a thing. There was skins in my hand and a song on my heart. 
<laughs> and I, get, I took the skins and I took the tobacco. And the unfortunate thing about the tobacco was, it wasn't unfortunate, I was just inexperienced. It was like essentially a block of tobacco because it had been condensed. Um, whether he'd just been sitting on it, my, my mate in college, uh, or it just, um, or it had just, <laughs> what am I saying? Focus. Or it had just come like that, you know, and it kind of comes. I didn't know that you'd kind of break it off that kind of, condensed tobacco you sprinkle it out you let it aerate a little bit <clears throat> take it in <clears throat> you know and then you just sprinkle it on so it has it's loose it's looser right so i didn't know that and i essentially just carved off or like sliced at side of this bar of tobacco rather than spreading it all out and then i took the wheat and i didn't have a grinder so like i just pretended to try and do it with my hands but i couldn't so i was just putting these rocks in <laughs> i was putting these rocks in three big rocks of weed, like condensed sticks and everything. Horrible, right? And then I didn't know how to roll it, so I was like, one skin, I was like, there's a little bit of a hole there. God, please don't look at me. <laughs> please, can't have anyone look at me right now. I'm literally doing this by pushing books out of a bookshelf with my mind. Like, this is the only way I'm actually able to do this, and somehow my fingers are moving, right? So I rolled it together with one skin, it was falling apart, put another skin on it, put another, it was like five skins. It was like a papier-mâché submarine. <laughs> with the fucking... With the with the holes and the kind of observation bubbles, like yellow submarine, it was honestly like a papier mâché submarine, and um, and I and it didn't have a roach, didn't have a roach, um, you know. <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> you're literally like you're like sucking, like <laughs> sucking with the level of ferocity that like if your friend was bitten by a snake and you had to extract the venom, that. <laughs> don't you fucking like that level of intensity? You had to because there was no roach, right? So there was no much of an area, any area for the air to just travel through and to do its wonders with the weed. So this papier-mâché, essentially exhaustless, because it didn't have an exhaust pipe, uh, spliff. And I was like, oh, finally done. And I gave it to the lad and they were like, no, nah, man, like you, you know, whoever, something, you know, whoever rolled it gets gets to get off the dole and, and <laughs> get a job smoking this. <laughs> you know, something that, <laughs> hey, man, whoever rolled it or some kind of, you know what I mean, like something like that. And I was like, oh, that's the, that's the, you know, because there's a lot of rules that you just kind of abide by. And you're like, okay, fine, cool, cool. You know more than me, you know, and I didn't need this. This is not what I needed. I didn't need a submarine to take me under. I needed a fucking, I needed like Icarus. I needed like an angel to show up and be like, hey man, it's cool. Like big, handsome, big, handsome angel Gabriel just to show up and be like, hey man, look, it's cool. You don't have to do this. Come on. I'm going to show you a view of your gaff. It'd be like playing Microsoft Flight Simulator. Come on, we fly over your mask gaff. I'm like, all right, thank you. <laughs> you know, that's what I needed. But that's not what happened. So I, so, so I take it and I light it. I light the, the, the front of this submarine. And, <coughs> and, it just, and I'm somehow able to extract loads. And I don't know how. Like, <coughs> and I'm just taking this massive, massive gulp and just let out this little plume of smoke, right? Uh, and I just, uh, and that is, uh, and then I said, look, lads, thanks very much. Look, that was a great day. That was fun. Look, I'm so glad I met you guys. You know what I mean? You're, you're good friends of mine. Look, thanks so much for the snacks, man. You know what I mean? I wasn't expecting Doritos when I came here. I, I owe you. I'll get you lunch in the canteen next time. Um, and how funny was that documentary? I wasn't expecting the Irish guy. Anyway, look, I'll talk to you about it on Monday. That's why, that's what I wish I said. And what I said instead was, mm. Release, release me, <laughs> release, release me. I like, but you know, with my nostrils. <laughs> release me, you know. And um, and they're like, man, are you all right? <laughs> you know, and you're like, don't, don't, 
don't. It's like Matt, like fucking Matt Damon <laughs> in Goodwill Hunting. A Robin Williams, you know, don't you do this, man? And he's like, because you're gonna get me going here, man. Are you all right? Don't, don't ask me that question. <laughs> here, man, are you freaking out? <laughs> so I'm like, don't. I can't even entertain that. So I'm like, I, I walked away. I think I left my coat and bags. Walked away. Um. Night Shyamalan. It was actually like M. Night Shyamalan's uh, The Happening, you know, where the people just start walking off and like throwing themselves. I'm talking references to a lot, a lot of movies here. Anyway, as I was saying, I got on the dart and I don't know how I paid. I don't know how I paid because the co- the coins must have been soaking wet. <laughs> it must have been, must like have like broke the circuitry. I think they actually thought that at the time, are these coins because they're wet, are they going to wreck the, the, you know, the circuitry? And now, not only am I as a guy, I'm going to have to pay for this fucking thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to get stuck in the little, the, everything. I was scared of everything, you know. Again, I'm Matthew McConaughey. I'm floating, you know, <laughs> I'm floating in space, communicating by throwing books off shelves, you know. And everyone's looking at me. I'm like, don't look at me. You know what I mean? Anyway, I got on the dart. And it was summer. It was a summer's day. You know what I mean? So, like, everyone's, like, looking around. You know, other days, people just stare at the phone. They look down. People are just, like, staring, enjoying the sun. People looking good. And I got on the dart. And it was, like... All right, have you have you ridden on King Dakar before? Hey, welcome to Six Flags. Have you ridden on King Dakar, the world's biggest uh, roller coaster, before? Oh, so what you do is hold on to this fucking single bar as tight as you can because <laughs> you will fall off, right? That's what I felt. And I was holding on to this thing, white knuckled, like, mm-mm, all right? And then it was, and then, look, this was this was before I had the kind of wherewithal to be like, I before I realized that it's in your head, right? And you can say to yourself, hey, you can be your own Angel Gabriel. You can be your own Momoa. That's who would have showed up. You can be your own Momoa and be like, hey, bro, it's cool, man. Don't worry about it. Come on. Come back over here. Come back over here. You know what I mean? And then the other side is Richard Hammond like, <laughs> in the fucking ground calling to you. <laughs> you know? And Momoa's like, come on. Come over here, man. It's cool. Cool. Come on. And I didn't know you could make that choice. I thought there was only one way. And I just, and I just walked with Hammond. <laughs> I walked with Hammond. And not the good Hammond. John Hammond. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I would have loved that. Richard Hammond twitching in the ground. I can't believe he survived that crash. And I realized I uh, need to get sick. I need to get sick right now. There's something, something happened. No, it's fine. Just I smoke something now that's basically created this demon spawn. I'm just, no, I'm fine. Like Just this demon spawn. And the only way of me, unfortunately, getting rid of it is to expel it right now on the doors of the start. <laughs> that's the only way I'm going to get rid of it right now. Um, so I'm going to do that. And I did that. And uh, and I was even pressing the button like beep 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 beep, and I click 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 click, and then I opened and walked out. I walked off the dart. I walked off the dart like I just realized. I just walked off the dart like, and I'm free. I'm free. I felt great. And whatever symbiote was in there can turn that fucking dart into a load of venoms. It was out of me. Do you know what I mean? It was out of me, and I was happy then. And I walked up and down the kind of the beach, super high, and it was fine. But um, I feel for this uh, rush hour <laughs> dart that I had to deal with that, you know, seeing a load of fucking, fucking Doritos and Monster Energy drink. You know, I didn't have a good diet at the time. Um, so instead of that, all right, how are you getting on? I once threw up on the doors of the dart at Sandy Gov and Glasgow. I used to work for, du- I used to work in Dublin Zoo, right? I used to work in Dublin Zoo selling HB uh, ice cream. Cornetto Softs, right? And um, I had long hair then as well. And I had to wear it in a big hairnet, right? Even though I was handling an ice cream, I had to have my hair 
in a hairnet and then put a cap on top of it. I look like a fucking Jackson, right? Um, like of the five. I looked like Michael Jackson. Um, and basically I had to go around selling Cornetto Softs and I did it with my mate Joe. Well, one day we were allowed. They just said, does anyone know each other here? And I was like, yeah, we do. And then we were allowed to go around selling Cornetto Softs. Basically, there was a big, massive, I had to cycle around Dublin Zoo with a, it was a fridge that had a bike next, stuck to it, right? Well, I mean, it was, it was, you know, whatever, it was made. I didn't know, it wasn't fucking, it wasn't stuck, like it wasn't glued. See, this is what I'm talking about. I want to talk, I think it's a funny bit, and I want to, I want to talk, I'm not fucking talking about this. I'm not talking about this. Well, I have to now, right. <laughs> oh. Why, like, I'm literally just talking to a microphone and I'm acting like someone's like, stop, will you leave me alone? That's what, that's, that's the feeling that I'm getting now. It's just like, will you just fucking leave me alone? And I'm literally just talking to a microphone here, right? How's that for mental health? Anyway, I'm not trying to have a fucking, calm down, take a breath. You wouldn't treat a dog like that. Um... So anyway, we had to cycle around these um, these bikes that had fridges attached to them. And uh, no one showed us how to pull a, a Cornetto soft, right? So we basically you had these cartridges and then you had the cone. So you'd put the cone in a little holder, you put the cartridge in, then you'd pull it down, right? So we were there and some kid was like, yeah, can I have a Cornetto soft, please? And we're like, right, where we go? First customer of the day. We put the cone in and then we put the little cartridge in and we were pulling down on it and just... It wouldn't budge. For whatever reason, we just felt really weak. And this thing, we couldn't get the ice cream to come out of the cartridge onto the thing. And we were pulling it so hard that the thing broke and just fucking flung this plastic cartridge across the zoo, right? And then this little kid, he couldn't have been more than like five, just said, you know, you have to peel the thing off before you pull it. You have to peel the thing. You have to peel the thing off. So anyway, we did that. And we were pulling Cornetto Softs. And some kid ran over to us and was like, Help! The Lord Mayor's son is missing! The Lord Mayor's son is missing! And I was like, what? Oh, what? Because you feel like, I, I work here. Uh, you know, uh, it's my authority to help find the Lord Mayor's son. It's my first day. Uh, and and first, it's my first day and I'm going to get in trouble for losing the Lord Mayor's son. So I started like, okay, calm down. Uh, right, we need to find... And then I made Joe who was in Young Fina Fall. Don't hold it against him. He was in. He was the head of Young Fina Fall at the time. And he goes, whoa, hang on. Royston doesn't have a son. And the kid ran away. The kid, <laughs> with the fucking weirdest prank ever, was like, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to run over to these two Klims and I'm going to say the Lord Mayor's son is missing and I'm going to have him looking for ages. But Joe was fucking smart. He had one up on this kid. He said, sorry, sorry. Royston Brady doesn't have a son, who was Lord Mayor at the time. And the kid fucking scarpered off. Now, the job got really shit when they separated me and Joe. And then they put me in the, um, they put me in the, the restaurant, right? And they were like, right, Tony, you just make chips, right? I think they could tell how stupid I am, right? And they were like, we just, I hadn't even been there first day. And they're like, right, you just, you just, you just sit, stand here and make chips, right? So... I'm there at the fry thing and I'm pouring in the frozen chips into the fry basket and then putting them in the oil. And then you check them, 
check the color, and after a certain amount of minutes, you time it, you know, and then you put the chips to the side. So I was like, right, you're you're in front, you're in charge of chips. So I was there, put them in, did it, checked it, and then put the chips to the side. I'm like, right, there we go. First, first bunch of chips done, and it was really slow. There was no one in the zoo restaurant, so no one was coming and no one was ordering anything. So I was like, right, well, I've I've cooked the first thing of chips. Now I'm just going to cook the ch- more chips. And I opened another bag. And I put them in, wait until they were brown, whatever, five or six minutes. And then I put them on the side under the lamp. And like just all I was told was to just make chips. So I did. And I ke- I, <laughs> I kept making chips. And so... The th- and I was just like left alone and like this is the thing I, I have a weird thing where like I I have to be busy you know like I have to look like I'm busy I keep I keep even now I feel like I'm going to be found out for being a lazy asshole so I was like right if I just that's what they said just keep making chips just no they just said make chips so I kept on bag after bag and no one's around I'm like where is everyone and I'm just putting the, and the chips are getting cold and there's like a fucking mountain of chips on the side and then the woman who was looking after me, she burst in the door and she goes, Tony, stop making chips. And it was a fucking mound. I must have gone through about six frozen bags of chips. And they were like, no, just like, and then, oh, no. The disappointment in her eyes. And so she was like, no, just, and then we can reheat the ones. We just put them in again and just for a second, we'll flash fry them. And then I was like, I'm sorry. And then, and then I, this is, my whole paranoia about being in trouble. I'm like, no, but you, you said make chips. No, but you just said to make chips. So I didn't do anything bad. I didn't do anything bad. I still do that now. I do that in my marriage. I'm like, oh, no, but you said, no, hang on. You said, I'm not in trouble. I'm not in trouble now because, you know. Anyway. See, again, would have, I would have been a funnier story if I wasn't so hungover. But yeah, terrible, terrible job. And then this is, I was, I'm such a, this is the only thing I can do. This is the thing. I need to thank my lucky stars that I'm unemployed for anything else. Um, because I can't, I'm a terrible worker. I was good in sales. I'm gonna be honest. I was good in sales, and I'm. I think I'm. An, I think I'm. A, I, I'm an. I'm an empathetic manager of people. You know, but whatever. Shut up. Shut up. But anyway, then later on in the zoo, they put me back on the fucking bike fridge. So I'm cycling around. They go right, Tony. I feel. I feel like when everyone was talking to me, they were always like, just like, oh. This asshole again. Right, Tony. Just go over to the petting zoo and sell there. Um, there should be a plug there for, for the fridge. So I went out to the petting zoo following orders and I couldn't find the plug to plug in the fridge. But they said st- just go to the petting zoo. So I didn't want to go back because I didn't want to get in trouble. So I waited at the petting zoo and there was no one there. I was there at the petting zoo with a bike fridge that wasn't plugged in. And then I waited until my shift was over. And then I brought the bike back. And now, obviously everything was melted. Obviously everything was fucking melted. And then they were like, and then I went back and they were like, how'd you get on? I was like, ah, there was, there was no one there. And also I couldn't find the plug you were talking about. And he goes, you didn't, pl- you didn't plug it in. I was like, no. And then he looked inside. You fool. Everything's melted. And I'm like, you said go to the Penton Zoo and I couldn't find the plug. <laughs> anyway, didn't get sacked. I uh, just didn't show up one day and then never went back.
I tell you though, kids, you know, like, you know, like Dumbo, right? I was reading Dumbo to my nephew there, and you know, there's the bit where the kids are being mean to Dumbo. Hey, you big ears! Hey, you fucking big eared freak! Boo! And they all look geeky, right? No word of a lie. I remember seeing the kid look exactly like that, real gangly motherfucker, right? Shouting at the at the fucking uh, what are they called? The tape ear, right? Shouting at the tape ear. Oh, you, oh, you fucking big nose. You big nose. Wank. And like spitting. Like that exists. That's not just fucking Walt Disney. So I was glad. I was glad to get out of there. Also, I cut, burnt my bridges there just by being a fucking terrible. Excuse me. I'm getting sick by being a terrible employee. Razzie was our chaperone for this Wicklow Way hike. So he wasn't the biggest, most commanding presence. So we brought with him another chaperone, which is a new teacher, right? This new guy. And this new guy, he he obviously was older than us, but he looked younger than us. I remember when he came into the school, we were like, it was like, the you know, one of those scenes where Andy Dufresne shows up in uh, Shawshank, you know, and all the lads are walking in and all the inmates are like, fresh fish, fish. Ah, I'm going to catch, going to catch fish, fish, fresh fish. You know, like that's what he. That's that's what I remember. And like we were mad into the Shawshank, so we used to be like, "Fresh fish, oh yeah, smell me some fresh fish, boy." We used to say that at him. He wouldn't obviously hear us, but like that's you know he didn't command enough respect. But I remember him like trying to like talk to us. You know, <laughs> I remember <laughs> he cooked. He cooked us a lot of sausages. Right, the morning they were all like gel- like he barely cooked the sausages. They were still raw. They were just kind of oily. You know. And we were just like laughing at him, being the stay of this guy, right? You just can't do anything right. Um, so anyway, we did a bit of the Wicklow way, and we were staying in this hostel. And there was two rooms. One room had the two teachers. One room had six beds. So that was the two teachers and four other people. And Razzie actually wanted me in there. He wanted to separate me. He was a bit of a mess, right? So he wanted me in there, right? So because all the other beds had kind of been taken up, and I was like, fuck, and he was going to put me in there. So I jumped into the bed with my cousin Omar and just hid under the bed, and no one seemed to realize, right? So there was a room of, like, 12, 12 kids, and then the two kids, or the four kids or whatever, and the two teachers. So, come on, what do you expect, right? It's a room with 12 people in. You're meant to go to sleep. It's a fucking sleepover. So everyone was fucking screaming, like screaming so loud and just fucking laughing and farting and fucking. We had these soundboards. My mate Collie had the soundboard and it was like the soundboard like key ring. And it was like, ow, ow, you know, like all these mad sounds. Right. And so we were playing it and laughing, you know, it's like deliriously laughing. Right. But what we didn't realize is, right, because it's a hostel. One of the beds was being used by, like, an actual hosteler, like an actual some, someone who was from a different country who was do, walking the Wicklow Way hike. So he was in the room with us, right? And it got to a point, and we were all in our beds just kind of talking and shouting to each other from the other bed. So it got to a point at about 12 at night, and this guy hops up, hops up out of his bed. We didn't even realize he was still in the room. This guy was in the room with us, and he hops up. Like, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! People are trying to sleep! Shut up! And we were like, and we just pretended, we just completely pretended to be asleep. And he's like, speak, speak back. Sh-. Uh, like, what have you to say for yourselves? You know, and, and no one would say anything. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to speak to the manager. I'm speaking to the manager, right? And he leaves on the fire exit. That's down these fucking fire, fire escape steps, right? And he leaves, right? So, so while he got up, right? 
Fucking Razzie in the next door doesn't say anything. He's a coward, right? He jumps, he comes back in being like, lads, have you no respect for other people? For God's sake, there's people trying to sleep here. You know, and like, but then ran out when he's, you know, ran out before your man could come back, right? So again, he leaves. We still start talking again. We're fucking screaming at the top of our voice. And now we're saying stuff like, you know, Razzie's a fucking dick. Razzie's a fucking asshole, man. And that new guy, right? I'll call him, what I'll call him fucking Mickey, right? And and that new fella, Mickey, I just can't respect him. We're all saying shit like that. I can't respect him. I just don't respect him. And everyone's like, yeah, I don't respect him either. I just can't respect him as a man, you know? Like, <laughs> to see the state of the sausages he cooked, like, I can't respect him, right? And then whilst we're saying all this stuff, your man, the guy, the actual hostler, comes back up the stairs, and he's in his underwear, like, because he left in his underwear, and he, the, the office must have been closed, right? Because he couldn't come back through. So he basically gone down the fire escape, realized he was fucked, came back up the fire escape, starts knocking on the door, and he's like, hello? Hello? Let me in! Let me in! Right? So my mate Collie, I remember he jumped out of the bed, like it was it, like jumped, bounced, smacked the fire escape just to open the door, jumped into another bed and opened. The door just swung open for your man. And again, everyone pretended to be asleep, which is my favorite. My, I think the funniest thing in the world is being incredibly loud, having the door open, seeing that silhouette and you pretend to be asleep. Is the f- It'll never not be funny. So he comes in, we're all pretending to be asleep and he goes... Oh, you're all asleep, huh? Oh, you're all asleep. You're asleep like little elves. And we're just... (laughs) You little elves, all asleep. I'm like, little elves. So anyway, he packs up his shit, goes out, leaves the proper exit and goes into the fucking lobby. I think he's probably trying to sleep in a sleeping bag out of the room, right? And... um, so then we're feeling just fucking so buzzed from that. Like, oh my God, your man's, now your man's out of here. Now we can be really as loud as we fucking want. So we fucking really turn it up to 11. We're like doing impressions of Razzie. We're doing impressions of fucking Mickey and the other lad, right? And uh, and then I, we get really brazen and I say, oh, Kieran, man, do you know what you should do? I think I might have even said this part of the podcast before. Do you know what you should do, man? Because we have to go to the other jacks that's on the, through the teacher's room. This is how cocky we're feeling, right? To go to the jacks, you have to go through the teacher's room. And lads have been coming and going, right? Uh, through there all night. So we kind of assumed, apart from Razzie coming in, they were like asleep and they couldn't hear us, right? So it was like, don't be really funny, is if you walk in, and as you're walking, because you get farting in our room, right? So we're like, if you walk in there, and as you're walking through the room, just let out the biggest fucking fart, right? And like leave a fart in there and then come back. And he's like, right, I'll go if you go with me, right? So uh, so we walk in, and we in the middle, of, like, it's, you know, we're trying to like, and they're like, they're quiet, so we assume they're asleep. So we're walking in, and walking in, get in the middle of the aisle. And he just let, and it's one of these fucking farts, right? That like is asking a question, you know, what? What? You know, what? So we go into the jacks, right? And we're trying to compose ourselves. Like, okay. And so we leave, right, and go through through the room, back into the adjoining room where we are, right? And as soon as we close the door behind us, we all just like, <laughs> like just everyone erupts, right? And Razzie gets up, bursts open the door, and everyone is just like, again, just pretends to be asleep. Just pretend, like, what was the noise? Did he make, did he hear the noise? Did he make up the noise? Is he going, are we gaslighting this man? Do you know what I mean? And so he comes in, bursts open the door. And he goes, do you think it's funny to come into a room and deliberately fart? And everyone's, 
<laughs> and like I remember I was in Omar's bed and I'm shaking. Like we're just shaking. Everyone's just shaking. <laughs> I'm trying to hold him to laugh. And no word of a lie. He says the line. The smell of shite. And everyone's <laughs> And like he's waiting and the silence is there. And then my mate Collie with his little uh with his little uh sound effect key ring thing, while everyone's quiet, he just keeps clicking it while he's in the room and he goes <laughs> Ow! 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 And then Razzy just, he looks, he sounds like he's about to cry. He's like, how could you be so stupid as to continue? And then we just fucking erupted. And there was just too many people laughing for, for it to be an issue. Uh, and he went back in. But what we realized then afterwards, they heard the fart in the next room. Which means that if we were in there and they heard us fart, Right? That means that that room heard everything we were saying, including us doing impressions of Razzie and his lisp, including us saying about how that fucking substitute teacher lad, we couldn't respect him as a human being, as a man, because of how he cooked the sausages. And, you know, just nothing was ever said about it. They, he would have been in there with Razzie, not being asleep, just hearing all this, just with his head. Just I make, Again, this is the sort of thing makes me kind of feel bad. But like, Jesus. Do you know what I mean? It's tough, it's tough being a kid. It's even tougher being a teacher. I tell you, I overheard something great there yesterday. I was on Dunleary Harbour um, having a walk. Me and my wife, my partner, me and my partner Terry, went for a walk on Dunleary Harbour and we brought from home a fruit salad and we ate it on the harbour. That's what we did. And we said to each other, we said, I said, Terry, dear, how about we make a fruit salad we go out to Dunleary Harbour and we eat it at the end of the harbour. And she said, that's a lovely idea. Right. So we did that. And while we were eating our fruit salad, there was a guy playing the guitar. And he was playing that song. Hey, mama, rock me. You know the one? I'm not going to have a go. I mean, some people consider that song a basic B indicator. Someone starts singing that song. You're like, okay, I'm, that's not me. I don't think that. I think each their own. I like. I got some guilty pleasures myself, right? Now, this guy who was playing the guitar, he, I thought this was smart, right? He was playing. People were walking up and down the harbor, right? Um, and clearly, to maximize his profitability here, he thought, I'm going to play the bit that everyone knows because people are only going to be walking by me for a couple of seconds because no one will stop him. So he just kept playing the... <laughs> hey, mama, rock me, rock me, da ba da ba da ba da 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 ba da. Hey, mama, rock me. And these two lads were walking up. One of them had a massive dog, right? So really, you know, real legends, these guys, right? Um, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, they they were. I mean, they were kind of like. I don't know. They they had an air about them, like you know, they had a static about them. They had a static energy about them that was like, give me an excuse, kind of vibe. That's fair. That's, do you know what? I'm totally projecting. I'm totally projecting. Whatever. The lads were just having, they were loving life. They were fucking locked. They were locked. And there was loving life, right? That static energy is coming from within. That's a story I'm telling myself. Anyway, fuck off. Shut up. You wouldn't treat a dog like that. Okay. Anyway, the guy was playing the guitar. And he was like, hey, mama, rock me. Same bit over and over again, right? And these two lads are walking up, and your man heard, heard the song from far away, and he's like, "Oh yeah, here we go, fuck yeah, mama rock me, you." 
and then he threw some some money in the thing and he actually stopped, right? But then the guy kept going onto the next course, but he was doing the other bit, like he was doing the verse again. And he's like, you already did that part. What, you're only doing the fucking chorus? And your man obviously wasn't stopping. He was like, hey, mama, rock me. He's like, I should take that fucking money back and smash the guitar over your head. <laughs> he drew him like 20, 20 cents, right? I had to take that fucking change back and smash over your fucking head. You, you fucking... Right? So as he was walking off, right, he said it, something else caught his attention, right? He noticed then, he looked over, uh, across Dublin Bay and clocked Hoat, obviously, on the other side. You know, as we all know, Bay is a bit of a horseshoe. One side you got like Dunleary and all that, and the other side you got Hoat, right? So he clocked Hoat on the other side, right? And he said to his mate, Here's a Hoat, is it? And your man said, Yeah. And he goes, Man, they should like just fucking build a fucking road so you can just fucking drive there, fucking skip town, just fucking drive there, right? Essentially saying he wanted to get a road built all the way around Dublin Bay directly to Hoth, right? Essentially cordoning off Dublin Bay with, with a road, right? So they should build a fucking road there so we can just get there now. And his mate, his, his mate just goes, so he goes, so he goes, is that Hoth, is it? Yeah, there they should build a road there. And your man goes, uh, yeah, but what about the boats? And then he said the most amazing thing I've ever heard. He goes, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck the fucking boats. Yeah, fuck the boats. Fuck trade. And fuck fucking ferries. And depart. I want to drive to Hout now. Fuck the fucking... Yeah, what about, what about the boats? Fuck them. Fuck them. They're not part of my bigger plan. They're not big picture. Fuck the boats. So I decided there and then, as intimidating as he was, because he was shouting at a couple of people, um, fuck the boats is my new motto for 2020. Right? And essentially what that means for me, it's my new Larry slogan to FM. My new Larry slogan for the year is going to be fuck the boats. And what that means for me is, right, against the odds, right, Against the feasible logic, let's fucking make it happen, because I want it now. Fuck the boats. Someone says it can't be done, I'm going to tell them, fuck the boats, get it done. Well, I'm not going to be an asshole, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be an asshole, but you know what I mean. Just, I know it doesn't make sense, but I want it. Look, guys, I really appreciate a lot of people messaging me saying, did you pass your driving test? Is it true that you can now remove the L plate of a lickout master and replace it with the N plate, which means um, never ever stop giving lickouts, lickout God? Um, no, no, guys, I didn't pass. The, I didn't pass the test, and it was going so well. It was going so well. I showed up at the test center early, had my car looking all clean after the militant Russian man who was teaching me uh, doing my pretest. He said, your car is dirty, man. Your car is dirty. <laughs> You're all very confused, man. You're very, your, your car is as confused as you. And he's like, I lifted up the bonnet. And he goes, you got, this is all dirty. And I was like, it's a fucking engine. He was like, but there's all leaves. And I'm like, well, I, what am I going to do? Take the leaves out? <laughs> and he was like, yes. And I'm like, well, how am I, why would I do that? I don't look at it. I don't see it. 
Oh, like a little Q-tip in the, the exhaust while I'm not like it's dirty. This is dirty. This is a dirty area. <laughs> I I the in, I clean the inside. And, you know, and he's like, whatever. I'm just telling you, you know. Anyway, but I got I did clean and I did clean the leaves out. So I showed up at the test center. I got I get a call off. Um, let's just call her Deborah, and she's obviously seen if I'm if I'm nearby for for the driving test, and she. She called me, and she she must have messed up her words, right? She was she said a combination of "How are you?" with um kind of she like on her she had like questionnaire of COVID related questions to see if I felt okay. So she kind of seemed to jumble them up, and she goes, "Hi, how do you feel?" Like that was the first thing she said to me, and I was like, "Deborah, I feel fantastic. How do you feel?" And she laughed, and I'm like, "I got you now. I fucking got you. Looks like the spiders caught himself a couple of flies." You know, as that was the vibe I was thinking, you know, bring out the game, that kind of vibe. Anyway, so I kind of thought that I had her anyway. So I so uh, then she was asking me all the questions and I was like, you know, hamming it up, you know, acting like a dad. You know, she's like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I feel fantastic. Have you been in contact? I haven't been in a single bit of contact, like adding so much more. Like I need to I need to let you know that I'm a clear talker. You know, <laughs> I think I was I say acting like a dad, acting like my dad. You know, I feel fantastic, Deborah, is what he'd say. How do you feel? You know, he's a very positive guy. And he he speaks far more than is expected in very small chit-chat with other people, you know. So I act like my dad <laughs> to exude that sense of confidence, right? So she brings me into the test center for the quiz or whatever. And, um, and I started adopting this whole thing that I try and do sometimes where I try and, you know, act like it's my house, <laughs> you know. Um, just so that I can make them feel at home in their abode. Do you know what I mean? Being, does anyone want you know going into? <laughs> does anyone want anything? What? What are you fucking saying? Does anyone want any hand gel? You know, I got loads of hand gel here. Um, no, more so just being like, um, oh wow, you know, how have you been getting on with this whole thing? Must be tough, I'd say. Must have been tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and she's like not really wanting to talk. It's like three o'clock. You know, she's just about out the door. Um. And she starts asking me these questions. She's like, what do you do in a yellow box? And I'm like, yeah, you don't stop. <laughs> Unless, of course, you intend to turn right. Am I right, my friend? You know? And then she shows me loads of things. Like, what's this sign mean? I'm like, keep left. Come on. What's this sign mean? This sign means that there's a fucking, you know, uh, exit in about 300 meters. You know? It's got the three lines on it. And she shows me a sign <laughs> that's... You know when you see a speed limit sign and it's like a white circle with a red border and it'll have this in black, the speed limit, 30 kilometers, 60 kilometers, 120 kilometers, you know, that kind of shape. She shows me one of them with nothing in it, with with nothing in it. And I and she goes, number 17. I'm like, okay, um, there's, not, there's nothing in it. And she goes, yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I've already out now, kind of, I don't know what's in that. Right, but you, I had to say something. It's like even when you're in like a table quiz, you just have to write down something, right? Who scored for England the 19, 1966 World Cup, right? Of course it wasn't Gary Lineker. The times don't match up whatsoever, but you you, you can't think of any for a player older than that, so you write down Gary Lineker, and you know it's not Gary Lineker, but you don't think you're going to have to say it to anyone. You always have to write down a bit of pen just to have something, just to fill it out. You know you know it's wrong. You know, you've already taught up your points, and you know that you don't, you don't have that right. So I, I had to do that in person. I, par, I parted a long con. I'd been so confident. I've been charming the whole time. And then I had to be like, and then I was like, oh, but it's blank. And she goes, yeah, what does that mean? And so I just go, ah, it means there is no limit. 
on the speed on this road. <laughs> and she goes, okay. And like I'm gonna get in the vibe. She was good to be fair. She didn't make out like it was an insane answer. Um, but I went, uh, I went a, a bit of a pinkish hue in my cheeks. I was still fighting down the urge to go bright red. So then she says, great, let's head to your car. And uh, joining us today uh, is going to be a supervisor from the RSA. And I was like, what are you fucking talking about? I say with my eyes. Um, but what do you, who, um, and she goes, look, just ignore him. That's what I do. And I laughed my ass off, of course, because that was kind of a joke that she was doing, and I wanted to make her happy. And I was like, oh, fuck. So now what's going to happen here is you got someone here making sure that you are doing your job as strictly and stringently as possible. And all of my charm, he's going to be looking over your fucking shoulder for this iPad. Um, and she goes, anyway, his name is Tony. I was like, oh, my name is Tony. <laughs> and she goes, I know. And I was like, okay. But I thought, you know what? If there's another person there, just another person to charm. And I said, "Come on then, Tony. Yeah, I know. I know. Deborah gave me advice not to talk to you, but look, you're coming. With, you're coming with me. I hope you don't mind sitting in the baby seat, though. Huh? I have a son. I have a, I'm a responsible adult. <laughs> I seem to say, uh, with my uh, smile. And um, so there goes me. And uh, let's call her Deborah. And uh, let's call him Tony. It was Tony. Um, heading off with my key asshole. And um, and look, I mean, not much to say about the actual test itself. Um, I was uh, checking my blind spot. I um, There was one point, though, where we pulled up at the... So when you're doing the driving test, there's a few things that are going to be standard. One thing is... One thing you're, you're, that's always going to be the case. One is they're going to have you reverse around a corner. They're going to have you do a hill start where you have a car completely stopped and then to be able to start it so that it doesn't roll back. And a turnabout where you are facing one direction and you kind of have to turn the car to face the opposite direction. These are all things that are to be expected. So we get to the corner that we're supposed to reverse around, um, but there's a woman parked at the corner. And you remember in the park at the corner. She literally parked at the very corner meant to be taken. Um, and there's some L lad just burning the air off her. Um, and so then uh, Deborah says, right, we'll just pull up in front of there. Is this any good? <laughs> she goes, pull up in front of there. And... Um, and when they see us get out with our notepads and our, you know, our luminous jackets that say fucking driving test instructor, then they, they'll usually move. Um, so they got out and she was standing there for like five minutes. So I'm just sitting there in the car, just looking, you know, um, and you can just hear this guy burn like, right, he's gone to the fucking dogs, <laughs> you know, like you can't even get a fucking bite, you know chatting shy about how he's he just can't it just tastes different in a beer garden or some shite he's shining on about so then they both just get back in the car and um and <laughs> and then i'm like okay and she goes all right we'll have to do the corner somewhere else and i'm like i don't want your fucking b corners this is a good corner big nice wide corner just barely a little tilt on it like i've done corners like this she goes so this is going to be another fucking extra thing i have to do so i said look i'll have a word <laughs> and i got out to walk over to the guy she goes no no stop <laughs> and i was i was not gonna i was gonna be like hey man can you just move here come on what the fuck i really wanted to kick off because i was already frustrated with the situation um but anyway, we did it. We we went to another corner. It was it was textbook. It was gorgeous. About an inch from the curb, it was looking good. Did the turnabout? Did it in two? Didn't touch the curb button like that. Hill start was a piece of piss. I was hill starting the whole fucking trip. Um, so we're driving back to the test center. And we're driving up Watermill Drive, and uh, which is right beside St Anne's Park, heading towards the Rohini Test Center. And there's loads of trees around there. There's loads of squirrels around there. 
And as we're driving up that road, a squirrel runs in front of the car. But there's enough time. I, I see it. I am, I'm, I'm observing. And I stop with an adequate time. And he stops in the middle of the road, starts eating a little nut. All right? And we're like, oh, adorable. And I'm like, oh, look at this little fella. You know? I'm charming. I'm, I'm a man. I'm a dad. You know? How are you getting back there in the in the baby seat there, Tony? Holy mess. You know? And, um, and she just goes, oh, I'm sure he'll move now. And I'm like, ah, look. I'll, I'll sort this. And I don't know fucking why I did this, but I started banging on the fucking horn. I was like, eh, 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 eh. It had been going so well. And then here I am in the middle of this fucking residential area. Eh, eh. And a squirrel still didn't move. And I, I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, fuck. Was I sp-? And I look over, and she's t- writing down fucking little on her little iPad, like trying to guard what she's doing, like writing down. I'm like, what could she be writing down? I was like, of course I'm going to use a fucking horn for a squirrel. And then the squirrel still didn't even fucking move. And I just moved up a few feet and then it eventually just ran out of the way. I didn't even need to use the horn. And then I was like, oh no, I blimped it. I blimped it on a squirrel with a horn. And then as I was pulling into the test center, I didn't indicate to pull in. I didn't indicate, I didn't observe, and she wrote something down again. And I failed. And... I failed, and I tell you what, I had every, I had every, I was, I was so cross, <laughs> you know, she's telling me this, and lucky I had the mask on, because I was miming, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> so Cara comes down, she's from Finglas, she's 25, she works in management consultancy, she seems kind of bubbly. I doubt any woman alive would like to be called bubbly, but hey, Cara, you were bubbly. You seem nice. Uh, Ryan's like, hey, you know, what's the crack? Well, you know, what's your dating life been like? And she goes, uh, I tell you, whenever I give people their chance, they're dickheads. And everyone's like, whoa. And I thought that is edgy stuff. Like it, right? She tells a very funny story about the fact that um, I'm not doing fucking play by play, but whatever. She meets a guy from Tony Gall. This is going to get excruciating, right? Just because I don't want to go play by play. She met a guy from Donegal. They went out for sushi. It was 24 euro. Um, she thought, that's fine. He paid for that. It was cheap enough. And then he says, here, can you revolute me 12? Curly whirly. Hey, remember those crab rolls you had? Well, <laughs> can, you, can you revolute me 12 euro? I'm dying and broke. I'm fucking... Um, that's the thing. That's my little impression of what I think that went down. <laughs> Sorry for losing it there. I just I got excited with the voice. <laughs> anyway, then I'm actually my film lightheaded there, and I get into the Big Brother house, and I think based on that interview, I would be booed. I think I would just be booed. I don't know if I don't know where the hero edit comes from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be the kind of you know. I'm not an everyman. You know. Um, I'm not a salt of the earth. I'm a brazen attention seeker. I'm a I'm a dweeb, and like I, I like this thing I like about myself. But I mean, in terms of you know the baying audience, um, you know, uh, I I I think I think I'd probably so I, I'd be there. I'd be wearing a colorful suit, um, you know, big pointy shoes probably, uh, coming out with my briefcase. Um, I'd be walking down. I'd freak out when people started booing me. I'd go bright red. I'd start walking like an Egyptian. Like, and then I'm like, come on. And I'm like, come on. And I'd be trying to smile, but I'm crying. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> come on. You don't even know me. I'd be, you, just, you just see me whispering to myself, you don't even know me. You don't even know me. 
wait, smiling and waving. You don't even know me. And then I'd go into the house and I'd be like, hello. Oh, my God. And then, you know, when you see that, it goes from the outside. And then you obviously you see in Big Brother and it's so quiet because you can't hear the outside anymore. And you can hear my mic. All you hear now is my mic. And I'm like, wow, hello. And there's no one in the house. And that would be the worst. I'd, be, I'd fucking freak the fuck out. I would be in the first one there. That would make absolute panic stations. I'd be like shaking. I'm walking into the room. Look at the size of these beds. Look at the size of them. Oh, look. Who is it? And I'd be going around and I'd probably get myself. I'd probably, I'd probably neck three drinks before the first, before the next door, before the door opened. I'd probably sit there, bottles of beer. And I'd probably, and I'd be, I'd walk in, I'd see all the bottles of beer. I'd know there's 10 contestants. I'd see there's 20 bottles of beer. I'd drink three. And I'd be like, oh, just, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, you know. Uh, probably help myself some of the, some of the canopies, you know. And I'd be walking around. Wow, wow, this is great. And then someone would come down, the doors would open, and I'd be like, oh, hello, oh, hello. And, you know, like, it's, I would kind of like, I would kind of like have to fake my enthusiasm. I would like step, like step out of myself and fake my enthusiasm. You know, you know what I kind of like, oh, hey. But like, it's not how I normally smile when I'm happy. But this is like, hey, who's this? You know, and it'd be some like bombshell who would walk down and I'd be like, oh, God, um, I don't know what to do here. Because the immediate, the immediate worry is that she's going to think, you know, she's going to think that I'm a creep and that we're on the camera. I would see every single camera now. And then <laughs> and she'd come in and I'd say, how are you, babes? My name's Chanel. And she'd go in for a hug and my hands would just shoot up into the sky like she had a fucking revolver at my head because I'd be so worried about people seeing where my hands were going. I'm like, I'm not going to touch her. <laughs> I'm not going to touch her. At all. I'm such a fucking weirdo. I'm such a fucking self-conscious weirdo. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I in for here? And then she would be chatting away, and she'd be like, "I'd be like, what do you do?" And you know, she'd be like, um, "I'm a sales manager." And I'd be like, "Wow!" Like, cause you're, you know, and I'd be trying to be like, "Cause you look, you know, you look like a, a model, a professional model." Like, I'm hoping that I'm not being a creep by saying you look like a professional model. I hope, I really hope you don't think that I'm coming on uh, too strong, um, you know. And she'd be like, "Okay," and she'd be like, "What do you do?" And I'd be like, "Comedian." And then I'd, she'd say, "Oh, go on, tell us a joke." And I'd be like, "All right, uh, manage my sales." <laughs> You pirate, Armity. And then I realized you sales manager, and I'd go back, sales manager. What's that? Uh, going around looking on maps for treasure. Um, you know, um, like a pirate. And she'd be like, "What are you talking about?" And she'd get real cross immediately. <laughs> Is this any good? What are you talking about? You know. And I'd be like, and I'd be, we'd sit there in silence till the next guy comes down. Next guy comes down. He is a fucking. He's a specimen. This guy's a specimen. Um. He's six two. He's got long black dreads. Um, you know, he, he looked very athletic body. He's got you know, getting a bit of chemistry off them. He throws me even a smile, and I think he's my best friend. And I'm like, this is Daryl, and I'm like, Daryl. So we got Chanel and Daryl in the gap so far, and I'm like, Daryl, and I'm like, immediately, can I get, like, can I get a drink? Like, I'm just like, I want him to be my best friend so hard. And I'm laughing before he says that, like, <laughs> and I'd be like, wow, Daryl, what do you do? Are you a per, uh, personal trainer, probably? And he's like, yes. How did you know? And, I, and I'm trying to find a nice way to say that you're a fucking specimen. And I don't know how to say it to him. So I'm like, I don't know. Just you have, um, just yet you seem to have that. And I try and compliment him in a kind of overly, you just seem to have that really kind of committed, kind of warm kind of thing. of I'm laying on really thick and I'm making him very uncomfortable with the compliments. I'm like, you seem to have this kind of like, 
<laughs> you seem to just have this energy, this aura about you. Is, am I weird? Am I crazy for saying that, Chanel? And I'm acting real more confident with Chanel because there's another person in the room. I'm not feeling like a fucking creep on alone or now on my own. I'm like, is that? Am I getting that? You getting that vibe off him, of her as well, uh, him, Chanel? That he's just got this kind of like real kind of calming kind of presence kind of vibe. I love you as a personal trainer. That's kind of what I thought. You know, you seem quite disciplined. You know. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his pecs kind of jump up and down. Then the next door opens and um, and it's another guy with glasses. And I'm like, who's this fucking prick? Who's this prick? Um, and he comes down and um, and his name's uh, Nigel. You know, seems like a nice enough guy. He's handsome with glasses as well. You know, he's a bit of a tough. Like, oh, how's it going, guys? Oh, it's a long, long enough, long stairs down there, man. <laughs> um, and I'm like, all right, what's the crack? And I'm really, I'm really cold with him. I'm so cold, but I'm there getting a vibe, and I'm like, and I've had like five beers now. I've had five beers now, and I kind of like, and then I also had a beer in the in the limo, uh, it just because I was nervous, you know. So I'm really, you know, and I'm just looking at Nigel, and I'm seething, and I can't even hide it in my face for whatever reason. I want to smack this cunt because he's got glasses on. Um, so, <laughs> so then, so then he's talking away. He's a student. He's in Cambridge. Um, you know, Chanel is um, Chanel's just chatting to everyone. Chanel's great like that, you know. Um, Daryl's just kind of cool. He's kind of like he kind of says, um, you know, he he also you know finished finished college. You know, he's not self conscious about it at all. I'm really self conscious about it. Uh, and then and then walks in. Um, and then the door is open. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to do every uh, contestant because that's not what this is about. I mean, maybe I could flesh this out into a larger kind of um, role play at, at some stage. But this is literally just off the top of my dome. Then the door is open, and uh, we hear cheers, and that's good. You know, everyone's had cheers. Everyone's had cheers. And then this walk. Then this woman walks down. She's maybe like in her mid mid fifties, and I uh, I latch onto her. Uh, whatever happens, something primal happens, and I latch onto her, and I start. Um, you know, she's introduced it to, to herself, you know, and blah, 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 you know, but I've I've already had my side set on wanting to talk to her and for some reason bring up weird kind of like tell her that I'm nervous and I'm not telling anyone else that I'm nervous. I'm telling her that I'm nervous. I'm like, I'm really nervous in here. Um, Like this is kind of a bit in my comfort zone here. And she's like, oh, chicken, no pet. And I'm like, oh my God, that's all I want. That's all I want. Just give me that. Just give, you know, give. <laughs> not like, a, you know, like this is not a sexual thing, you know, but this is just, just, I need you to make me feel better, right? Um, and look, I, I make a fucking, I make a fucking show myself that night. I make a show myself that night. Um, I start, st- I, I'm, I go in as well. Like I, I, I drink most of the beers and people are like, people are being kind of nice about it. They're like, I thought we'd have more beers. And I'm like, yeah, what's up with beers? Where's all fucking beers? Uh, I, um, I, I didn't bring any fags with me. I didn't bring any smokes. Because uh, I kind of thought if I'm in there for eight weeks, that it would be a good way to kind of fully quit. But I ended up fucking bumming loads of smokes off everyone. Being like, I have one? And then we're like out in the back and I'm like talking about, I'm like comparing Irish people to whatever person's talking to me. You know, Daryl's got Haitian parents. I say Irish people are exactly like Haitian people, whatever. You know, I bring up like a fucking Wyclef so fucking sound. You know, uh, it's great what he did, you know, and he's like, yeah, whatever. And then I'm like, you know, um, whatever. And then he's, I kind of get the vibe like I've disappointed him and I get really upset. And I go over to Mildred is the 50 year old one. And I'm like, I think I've really upset Daryl. And she goes, what are you talking about? You didn't upset him. And I'm like, I think I've really upset him. I think I'm, I think I said something really racist. I say, <laughs> I think I said something really racist to him. 
And she goes, what do you, what would you say? And I said that, I said the Irish people are kind of like Haitian people. I was like, that's, not, that's just a bit misguided. I think you were just trying to bond with them. And I was like, I was. I just didn't know what to say. <laughs> anyway, I end up, um, I end up, even though I have my suitcase on one of the beds, it's very clear this has been my bed. Um, I end up sleeping in someone else's bed. And when I wake up the next morning, uh, the first to wake up at like five in the morning and I can't get back to sleep. I'm just staring at everyone. There's loads of faces I don't recognize because I got fucking plastered after the fifth person came in. And I'm looking around and I also see that people have kind of like had to bunk up a little bit because my case is still on that bed. No one no one moved my case. And I'm now in a different bed. And I'm like, oh. And, um, and I get up and I put a fry on because I think that's maybe the good thing to do. And I put a fry on for everyone. And um, and it's a lot. I I put on like there's ten of us, so I put on forty uh, rashers, forty sausages. It's like it's like I use all the all the food that's there for breakfast. I put on, and it's kind of like a conveyor belt of like there's sausages out on trays getting cold because there's not enough room for the oven, and I just don't know how to manage it all. So I'm so I cook I cook. There's too much. The eggs are even getting cold. I kind of really thought people were going to be up at like six, but I cooked everything at five, and I'm like, and I'm just waiting. There's big mounds of food, like the eggs are all coagulating. Everyone's kind of out, left out, and I kind of think to myself, oh, maybe they can just like reheat it, or I'll just reheat per plate or something like that, because I've never done that like this before. Um, big pot of coffee, and I'm kind of like my legs kind of going kind of jittery, and I'm still I've got the fear from the night before. And I don't remember who any of these people are. And one of the lads walks out, um, young guy, younger than me. But a little bit taller, um, and he's Northern Irish. His name's Declan, right? And I did meet him, but I don't remember him because I don't remember anything after uh, Mildred. So he walks out of uh, the bedrooms, and he, I'm in the kitchen. Um, and I probably should have described this whole setting a bit better. But anyway, he walks out, and he's all like, "So uh, curly, curly, whirly. Oh, smell a smell a smell a meat. Smell of a uh, meats out here." And I'm like, what's that shit about? You know, I'm still a bit fear, I still got a bit of fear. But what's this fucking shit about? And he's like, look, man, like I know you probably meant well, but like I'm a vegetarian, man. Like, perfectly honest, fucking half those heads in there are vegetarian, you know. Like, um, and even if we weren't, man, this is the food. That's the fucking food for the week. You're after cooking the whole fucking food for the week. I I don't think they're going to be too happy about that. You should have just. I know you meant well, man. I know you meant well, but um. They're going to be pretty fucking pissed off, man. Like, I'm sorry to tell you. And I'm getting, like, my face goes fucking red. And I'm like, I just kind of thought, just kind of thought that you wouldn't, would have been, that I just get, make you big fry. I thought we all, you know, be a hangover. Like, no one's got a hangover other than you, man. No one's got a hangover other than you. You seem to be a man of excess. <laughs> you seem to be a man, you know, having a lot of beers, eating a lot of sausages. <laughs> oh, my and I kind of, and then I go back into bed, and I leave all the food out, and I get into bed, and I'm still awake, but I have the duvet over my head, and I hear everyone getting up, and I hear Daryl goes, "Oh, fucking sausages, mate! What's with all these sausages?" <laughs> and everyone was like, "Mildred's like," and then I hear them kind of cleaning up the eggs. Everyone putting their hair, I hear them scraping the eggs into the bin. <laughs> and I'm just, and eventually I get out, and I when I walk out about two o'clock in the day, everyone goes hey, and I'm like, oh, my hands up, um, and I'm like, can I just kind of guys, and I said, guys, can we just have a bit of a team meeting here? Can we have a team meeting here? 
And I sit everyone around the couches. And I'm like, oh, Tony wants to have a team meeting. I'm like, all right. And uh, they all sit around. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about last night. Can we, um, can we just start fresh? Can we just start? Can we just... And I do it for too long. I pretend, I pretend like I'm rewinding. Even me walking up the door. Like walking up the steps. Uh, you know, like the whole... I try and like rewind the whole night. And then they're like, stop. We, yeah, yes. Stop rewinding the whole night. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Um, you know, um, it's fine. And that's the first 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs>